welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. Alchemy. How many of us really know what that word means? Let's start with just the basic definition. Alchemy, a seemingly magical process of transformation, creation, or combination. So alchemy is taking something and transmuting it into something else. And today we are talking all about midlife alchemy and what that means, why it's impossible to have it all, how trying to have it all leads to exhaustion, burnout, and unhappiness. And then we're talking about a step-by-step strategy to create a life that supports well-being and to get what you really want. How many of us have gone from being on timeout for two years with COVID to diving back in to now so many women are experiencing burnout and straight exhausted. Today we have Dr. Lisa Petty on the show and she is an author and teacher who specializes in helping women navigate midlife. So we are going to be talking all about how to take this energy and transmute it into something beautiful and realistic. And so you can find the real joy that is out there waiting for you. I am so excited for today's show. I know that you guys are going to get so much out of it. So I, again, love to hear stories and I want to hear, Lisa, all about how you got started on your journey, what your background is, and what you're doing now for the collective. Oh, thank you so much. That is such a cool way to kick off our chat. So um, just to go back a little bit in time, I used to work as a holistic nutritionist and I used to work pretty exclusively with women because I get women, I get what lives are all about. And, you know, as I got older, my, my clients got older and I started to notice this, this trend that when the women would, would come back and meet with me after we had discussed whatever strategy they were willing to try that week, they hadn't done whatever the thing was that they said that they were willing to add to um, their health plan. So a good example would be drinking more water. They would agree that they would drink more water. And then the next time we would get together, they would say, yeah, I wasn't able to drink more water. And I just noticed this happening over and over again, almost with every woman that I was working with. And at the same time that this was happening in my life, this noticing, boy, things are changing with women. They're really not um, taking responsibility for themselves. They're, they're not doing the things that they said they wanted to do. Is it me? Am I not a good coach anymore? Am I, you know, do I have some kind of a skills gap? At the same time that was happening, my little baby, so I have two children, and my baby was looking at university applications. So I could see into the future and I could see an empty nest and I could see that I would be alone and that life was going to change rapidly for me and, you know, my identity and who I thought I was, all of that was going to go out the the window very soon. 
And so on the one hand, I'm having this professional crisis. And on the other hand, I'm having this personal shakeup. And I decided in the midst of, of that storm to go to university and get my master's degree, sort of studying behavior and why people do what they do or don't do what they want to do and all of that kind of thing. And the focus initially was about women and eating. And the, uh, I, I'm so, so, so curious, the curiosity research bug bit, and I decided to do my doctorate, but I expanded my question and my question became, what is um, self-care and well-being for women at midlife in the midst of all the crazy stuff that's changing for women at midlife? You know, marriages perhaps ending, careers fizzling out, uh, kids moving away if they had children, body changes, the whole bit. Like, I mean, everything is completely obliterated once you get to perimenopause and menopause for women. Um, and, you know, the, the, I went through this personal journey myself and this sort of, you know, going back to school and learning a, a whole bunch more about what all sorts of different women experience midlife and, and how they cope with it and that sort of thing. Uh, I landed on the other side um, thinking, how can I support women through this process? I have all of this sort of book learning behind me, but I also have my own personal journey as someone who uh, lived primarily in my brain and in my head and realized along the way that that was not the way forward for me. And I'll, spoiler alert for all of us, <laughs> uh, the way forward is not using our brain. Um, so yeah, so, so I can I came through that process and, and now I help other women sort of figure out who they are and what is next for them once they realize they want to make big changes or big changes have been thrust upon them. Oh, so many questions going through my mind right now. <laughs> Your book, Forget About Having It All. Can you tell me a little bit yes. about what was the starting point? Like, was this after the kids left? Was this... How did this come about? It was part of... It was based primarily on my doctoral research, sort of explaining how we got here, how women generally got here. And, you know, it came from that the book that was popular in the 80s, called You Can Have It All. And that book and the idea that you can have sex, love, money, billions of dollars, you know, the white, the house with the white picket fence, 2.5 children, all of that stuff. You can have all of that. And it's easy breezy lemon squeezy, right? Like no problem, just have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, also be size six and look great in heels and look amazing all the time and never lose your cool and all of those other pressures that are on women. Um, so it framed our experiences and that's what came out of my doctoral research. And, you know, with self-reflection, I realized how much of my own life had been framed by trying to live up to those, um, uh, programs and expectations that came from outside of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, so really diving into that, it became, um, yeah, it, the book is, is a combination of my research and my coaching and my own personal journey of realizing how important it is for women to get out of those social expectations that everybody else has and really 
um, getting back into our own bodies and understanding who we are and what unique purpose we serve in the world. So um, the forget about having it all. It's cheeky, but it's also really true. Like you, we can't, um, we can't be expected to have all of these things that, that come from outside of ourselves that we may not even want, frankly. Right. Right. And yet we're killing, we're killing ourselves trying to have all of these things and do as one of my um, research participants said, having it all comes with a lot of doing. It's no wonder we're exhausted and miserable and cranky and forgetful and all the other things that happen as well. With women, you made a comment about you could see kind of a common pattern. What common patterns did you find where we were getting in our own? Well, a lot of it has to do with just that social um, programming and, uh, you know, what roles we're supposed to inhabit. Even that, like we're we're supposed to, you can't see my air quotes, but we're supposed to act a certain way and be a certain way and achieve certain things whether or not you, we want them, it takes, it's so disempowering. And I remember growing up as a teen, everyone said, well, you need to go to school and get your post-secondary education. And then you need to find a partner and then you need this and you need that. And the other thing, and no one once ever said, what do you want? Like, what would you like? Right. And so we get to, you know, women who are midlife now and saying Gen X and, and, you know, the early millennials and late, late um, um, boomers, we get to this point in our lives and, and it, it feels overwhelming and oppressive because of, of how we live to this point, but it's such an opportunity for us to just wipe the slate clean and start all over again with that really important question, what do I want? Right. And what is the way to get clarity? Because I think that's things that I care in women is like, I just am trying to create myself or I'm, I'm trying to figure things and exploring all these modalities. Where does one and I said, this is it. But the first thing we have to remember, I love this quotation, and I don't know who said it, but paths are made by walking. So you're not going to find your path. I love that. You need to create your path. So we we have to, again, stop looking outside of ourselves for the answers. And the other thing I think it's really important, part of this programming in the last 20 or 30, well, 30 or 40 years has been uh, this idea of logic being supreme. And as women moved out into corporate world, we were told very quickly, stop being emotional. You're too sensitive. Use your logic. And I'm sure women are nodding along listening. We've been told this. Stop being so emotional. And so we stopped. And we stopped connecting in with our emotions. Well, newsflash, that's how women move through the world. We move through the world from an embodied place, we feel our emotions. And um, unfortunately, as, as I said, we've, we've, we've lost practice and we don't know what our emotions are telling us. We don't know what our bodies are telling us. We're always listening to our brains. And the challenge with listening to your brain, and, and listen, I have a doctorate. I think brains are awesome. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying don't yeah. use your brain. But what I'm saying is that your brain should be there to check your work. 
your brain isn't supposed to be the the guiding force. It's it, for women particularly. We we learn through our heart and through our gut. Right. And for those who are listening and who like the research, the research backs this. I mean, the heart has learning uh, as the ability to learn. It has the the ability to remember. And most of the information that we bring into our bodies actually comes in through the heart and the gut and then goes up into the brain. So I, I think it's really important for women to become embodied. Mm. And if you don't know what that means, it just means get out of your head and stop thinking. You're never going to be able to solve a problem with the same brain that created the problem or allowed the problem to continue in the first place. Right. right. We need, we need to open up to um, our, our bodies, our wisdom, our ability to intuit, to get information from uh, God's source, the universe, however you, you think of it um, and take it in and honor it and not just say, well, that's just, you know, woohoo. Or that's, um, that's not real because it didn't come from my brain. Uh, and, and I think that's a big challenge for, for women because culturally we've been told uh, to stop using our feminine intuition. And I know men have intuition too that I'm talking to the women today. Um, we've been told to stop using it. And that it has led to a lot of women feeling disempowered and lost. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm in the audience right now. Intuition is like just was screaming at me. So I'm going to go ahead and just say it. And I, if this is for you, please reach out and tell us because I just got this really weird thing to ask you this. If someone right oh. now is in a really hard transition or leaving a mm -hmm. relationship or trapped by the patriarchy or can you speak to someone directly about starting over in midlife and where they can start where some hope or some inspiration, how can they start to love themselves again? Ah, uh, that's so beautiful. The, the first thing that came to my mind um, when you were framing the question was that women feel as if they need permission to look after themselves. And first of all, we have permission. The fact that we are born is all the permission we need. However, if someone is listening and, and needs that permission, I'm granting it now. You have permission to take care of yourself, to detangle from what everybody else is asking of you, and to be, be quiet with yourself in, in whatever way that um, is possible for you. Even if it's going to your bedroom and shutting the door, going to the bathroom and locking it. If you can't in, in this moment in time, extricate yourself from the chaos, uh, completely. Um, we need time alone. We need time to become embodied again. Uh, so find a way to do that. Go for a walk. And here's, here's the trick. So when I was going through my own, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life crisis. The universe kept throwing me balls all, you know, here, try this, do this, do this, do this. And I wasn't listening because it didn't, you know, it was like, oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and, and that was the problem. Right. And so 
um, once I, when I graduated with my doctorate, I tried corporate for a while and, you know, square peg round hole, it wasn't the place for me, but it was an important step for me to realize, to learn that, right. What that experience is like for people. Right. And as I was, when, as I was realizing this isn't right for me, that I I've got to move on. I had a session in the morning where I was what I call scream journaling. So I was yelling at God in my journal, like, what is it you want me to do? You know, you've given me these gifts and X, Y, Z, and I listed them all out and I was angry and I was just like, what do you want me to do? And be clear, like, don't make me guess. What is it you want me to do? And, um, and then because I know to be careful with what I wish for, I said, it doesn't have to be, be traumatic, by the way, it can be, <laughs> can be gentle. It can be, it can be a gentle, but very clear point about what you would like me to do next. Well, not two hours later, I got laid off from my job. Oh, my God. And it was, I'm telling you, I am sure that the person letting me go gently thought I was insane because she let me go and I started laughing my head off <laughs> because my first thought was, okay, you know what? That's very clear, but a little bit dramatic still. At the same time, it's a little bit dramatic. Anyway, so... Um, what I did right after that though was I gave myself space I gave myself permission not to start thinking oh dear Um, I gave myself permission (laughs) to to not start thinking about it and try you know try to solve the problem today I actually gave myself permission to make space and um, let go of the problem to see what what solutions would come to me if I gave it over and stopped trying to solve it myself? I'm just visualizing you getting laid off and just starting to hysterically laugh. Like <laughs> the <laughs> person on the other end is like, oh boy. Well, I've never had this experience before. <laughs> what do we do here? <laughs> I think she just really quickly wrapped it up. <laughs> You know, I, I love that. And I, I recently had an experience. Um, we bought a holistic health food store next door to my studio. And it was, you know, I was like, I only want to do the wellness clinic. And this fell in my lap. And it was like, that could possibly be a speed up with this place has happened. And oh, it dear. was so funny. Oh, my God. It was like all these people that I thought were there for me, right? Like got ripped away and things came out. And long story. I got a year of the week, right? And I, got, I was like, I'm quitting uh-huh. it all. People anymore. Just got uh-huh. in my head, right? Then the intermean girl right. came out, all the. And then, then I got, got to like. And I got to sit with my intuition. Myself and really like allow that still. In the world we live in, to. Instagram or to get busy yes. with the kids or to do something instead of what the problem is. I mean, like, yeah, this feels pretty shitty. Like, mm. and mm. so, and with that came this abundance and gratitude. Oh my gosh, no. Based on what doesn't need to be in my life. Right. This blessing, uh, this could have been a lot worse. And it was like, the- me. but instead, I was so in my head about it instead of in my heart. And so for me, sometimes too, it's just that like, 
hitting pause for a minute and allowing yourself to hit that pause button, right? Because mm-hmm. don't do that enough as well. Just create and like we hold space for everyone else around us, our children, our husbands, our, you know, work, our career. We're always people, but we can't pour from an empty cup. No. No. And, and, and so, so many things came to me when you were saying that, first of all, (laughs) yay you for being angry because women don't even let themselves be angry. Like you, you clearly needed to move a bunch of energy out of your body and yay, because here permission number two, ladies, if you're mad, be mad, go to your room, shut your door, lie on your bed and have a temper tantrum. Like, boom, just do it. Get it out because your anger is only telling you there's something wrong. Something needs to shift. Something, something's crossed a boundary. It's not wrong that you're angry. It's, it's wrong if you dwell in it and never allow yourself to move on, but feel that angry anger and let it go. And so have your temper tantrum and then go sit in a bathtub and make space. And, um, (laughs) you know, as you said, like you gave yourself the time and then you realized you know, that, that the universe was actually, it didn't feel comfortable for you because you didn't understand it, but guess what? You weren't supposed to. Yeah. Right. We weren't, we don't have to understand everything, but (laughs) the only way to know as you, as you, I know, I know. And this is from something like every time I talk like this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I figured out who I'm supposed to be helping is all the women like me who are just like so caught up in their brains. Um, because that's where we were told to go, right? Especially women who have, um, who have really exercised that brain muscle and they go, went to grad school or they, they build a business or whatever. They're using their brains all the time. They think that's their, their most important resource and it's not. It's supposed to check your work. So um, the creativity and the real problem solving and all of that comes from your intuition, your connection, with, uh, you know, God, the universe, mother earth, whatever works for you. Um, and your own inner, your own inner knowing. And the only way you can hear it is if you're, if you make it quiet, you just have to be quiet. That's where the magic happens. Yes. Yes. I know. I, which is alchemy, right? I know that's it right there. That is it. Yeah, we take the mundane and turn it into magic. Yeah. Yes. And I, you know, I, I wish I could tell my 20 year old really big moments, right? Yes. That's not where it's at. Yes. Yes. And I love telling that story about being let go and laughing because it was hilarious. It is. It's just like this perfect, it was a perfect example for me of how it can be done. Mm-hmm. You know how mm-hmm. life can be done where you can see the silver lining, even when the crap is flying, you can just go, okay, this is good. This is something is good about this. I don't know what it is at the moment, yeah. um, but something is good about this. So before we go, and I know we're coming up on time, but I, I want to be able to give the audience, cause I know we touched on that beautiful sacred feminine rage, right? And um, that's something yes. that isn't talked about very openly, and so can we is that if you're feeling mad, if you're feeling that something's not right, if you're feeling that internal and you're, what are some ways that are healthy? Go. 
Well, the temper tantrum is an amazing one. Really, uh, really something you can do for yourself, right? You don't need to make an appointment with somebody or whatever to do that. Getting out in nature. Getting out in nature is critical too. I mean, um, when I gave myself permission to let go and not think, it happened to be gardening season and I was outside planting my gardens and I get lost when I'm doing that. And then I moved into when I wrote my book, I was actually sitting on my sister's dock by the water. So for me, it's really difficult to be angry when you are so immersed in nature. So find a green space if you can, and do that. And I think grounding is really important. Now I'm in Canada, we're in winter right now. Grounding is challenging, but if you can get outside barefoot, do. If you can't, there's a lot of technology you can buy now that allows you to experience grounding, which is that connection with the earth. There are grounding mats available. There are um, tones that you can listen to, you know, just on YouTube that can help you get into that space really, really simple tools that you can use. Um, but, but you want to first feel the anger. Don't just, don't just go, Oh, I'm angry now. I need to go get rid of that. No, you got to feel it. You got to feel it. And, and even screen journaling, which is what I was doing. Get mad at God. It's okay to get mad at God, by the way. It's okay to even say, I don't understand what you're trying to tell me because you know, God, your angels, your guides, whatever, um, they will answer your question, but you have to ask the right question, right? Mm. And, and um, so it's okay to be angry. Journaling is amazing. You can say anything in a journal. And if it gets a little bit blue and there's too many F-bombs in there, you can rip out the page and burn it if you want to later. <laughs> um, really um, feel the anger and um, try and, and dig into it and see what it really means. It's not that you're mad. It usually means something else figure out what it really means and see what the lesson is. And then it's much easier to let it go. Um, and then energy work, I think, is really critical to learning how to move energy through your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I appreciate thank you so much. My gosh. Like, there's an episode, and I know so much. So biggest thing, if someone in the audience wants to, and they want to reach out and talk to you. I'm on all the socials. You can find me, uh, Dr. Lisa Petty at Instagram and at on Facebook. My website is lisapetty.com. And I do have some free gifts there. If you want to, uh, I have a well-being. Yes, I have a well-being check-in. If you're out of the habit of um, self-care and well-being, this came directly from my doctoral research. So it's really cool. Uh, So that's just a self-guided program you can put yourself through. I have uh, very often at at midlife, we get into that meh. I don't know what's what life is for me. I'm a little bit bored, a little bit cranky. I have a guided meditation there uh, for boredom that might be helpful for you. Um, Mm. I, of course, I have a coaching program called Midlife Alchemy, where I help women figure out who they are now and uh, what's next for them in a really... um, you know, if you're, if you're ready to do it differently, if you're ready to get out of your head, if you're ready to, uh, particularly for the thinky women, yes, <laughs> if you're ready, if you're ready to stop thinking and start being, that's an amazing program. And then finally, I have on Facebook, um, Midlife Alchemy Facebook group. You can check that out as well. 
Oh, thank you so much and for just being here and all you're doing. And I cannot wait to connect with you further. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a lovely chat. Have a This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. Thank you so much for listening to The Sweetest Little Life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.